0: go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show.
1: Hi everybody, it's Marcia Cook, and um, I'm with the World of Ink, and um, we have a great show tonight. And it's a good story, is a good story. And I am the host, and I've been doing shows for about seven years. So this is um, going to be a very interesting show because I have not had a lot of these people on my show, and um, this is going to be fun. But we're starting June with a hot sizzling show, which we do well here because we love the, <laughs> we love this. We have a fun with this kind of a show, and. Um, We, I mean, I have a lot of guests on, which I know I've mentioned I was not going to do again, but uh, you know how I am, whoever listens to me all the time, whatever I say, I change my mind, so it's fine, and this is going to be a really fun show, because we have a lot of authors, and uh, they're going to, well, I'll open the discussion after I give you, you know, tell you who's on the show, and we're going to have fun, so they will discuss, you know, about writing, and we will also hear about them. So, And if anybody wants to call in, uh, you can call at 714-242-5259. And uh, if you have a question, on the chat room is open, but um, that will work too, whatever is best. And so, all right, so we'll begin. Oh, I should say one thing. All right, I, I will talk about one thing that we're going to be having during the next few months is we're going to be having some audio book People coming on some narrators, and uh, most of my books are already audiobooks. It's a different market, and I've mentioned before it's a great market. However, um, I do ACX with Audibles, and it's all well and good. But they give it a lot of free codes, but most people can't figure out what to do with it. And I agree with them. But I have talked to them, and when just like with books, when we give away gifts. It was easier. You just put the code in, but now it's a little more complicated with Audibles. And um, so, if anybody would like to listen to any of my books, or if you want me to get in touch with anybody else, because Audible has been great and gives out some codes because it's it's a very very good network of people. So you can always email me uh, or. You know, World of Ink, what and or Marsha Casper Cook, as we know who I am. I'm not sure half the time. Or Lady Jane is actually my newer name. So I think that um, I, I'll be happy to give you a code. Um, I'm hoping that Audibles will make it easier for people um, to understand how to put the code in. But now it's a whole process. But it's really worth it because audio, audiobooks, It's a great way to relax and. When you hear erotic, sexy books on an audio, it sounds, the book sounds really good, great, you know, and um, so I hope this market gets stronger, and so I'm hoping for that. So I'm going to try to have some narrators on, and um, if people don't know about it, just go to ACX. And you don't have to pay, you know, you can do a 50-50. So if you're thinking if you want an audio book or, you know, this is probably a good way to start um, getting into your audio collection. Okay, that's enough about them. And during the middle of the show, I have a little commercial we're going to try. I, you know, if it doesn't work, uh, that would be par for the course. But I'm going to see if that works. If not, I, I I think that might be a good idea for people to start doing small commercials for things because we're all running out of marketing tools. And, um So I'm always trying new things. So we'll see how this works today. Okay. uh, Now the group that we have today is from Blushing Books, and it's it's a very large publisher. And um, Bethany is here. She is the publisher, Bethany Burke. Hi, Bethany. Hi, Marcia. How are you? It's so nice to meet you. I was on your site. That you've got so much going on in that site. And I remember, I was, before you got on, I remember I, some of the people that you are in co-op with, I remember my first shows were with a couple of those publishers. So it's, it's so nice that such a big, it's become such a huge publishing uh, field. And so I'm going to introduce some of your authors. Unless you, do you want to say anything about it first, about how you started, so we can just start with you first, because I think that you've got such a great network going.
2: Well, we have been around for a while. Um, I actually o- opened my first ebook store in 2001, so um, I have been selling ebooks for 16 years. Wow. Was one of the very first vendors to try to figure out a way to sell ebooks to people. Uh, my original ebooks we sold um, zip up folders. With HTML files in,
1: huh. uh,
2: because we had no technology to to deliver eBooks to people. So we, we've we've definitely come a long way since 2001. that's like that's
1: like being a pioneer because who would have thought that it could be like this? Because I I remember when I started doing shows eight years ago, I remember people were saying, "Well, like eBooks is going to take off, maybe," but they had no idea. Then, they have, then Kindle came out, and everything went crazy, and Apple, and it was just insane. But it really was slow going, and then all of a sudden it just burst, and now it's huge. So you were really, that's a long time to be doing e-books.
2: Well, originally when we sold e-books, people had to read them on their computer or print them out. A lot yeah, of people yeah. printed the books out on their printers and stuck them in, in a you know, three-hole punch and stuck them in a loose-leaf notebook. The thing that really made this take off was when Amazon developed their Kindle ebook reader. Yeah,
1: and yeah, that's
2: I agree. That was maybe 2008. Maybe somebody else remembers it a little bit more accurately than I do, but I'm thinking maybe 2008, 2009. That's what I think because
1: that's when I started uh, doing some shows and. Um, that's when I started having erotic authors on, and um that 's when we all started talking about it and then all of a sudden with Amazon, well Amazon was out there, but with the Kindle and, and the app and the phones, everything went really i think it went really fast so I mean you've got quite a group there, and you and so you've been doing this a long time, which is nice to to hear because you know as well as I do it's tough out there, and you know you've withstood a lot of Tough times, I'm sure, because this is not an easy business.
2: Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. It can be challenging. There, yes. there certainly are, um, that face us, and uh, but I'm still here. And you're still here, on. and this is great.
1: And we have your authors on. Okay, and uh, you're all in in a book. Well, I actually have the book. It's out there. I the covers out there, but I'm going to introduce the authors. The authors that we have today, there's a lot of other authors, and they'll talk about this a little more. You've got a lot of authors, you know, um, that are in the book. But I'll talk Piper Stone is here. Renee Rose is here. Maggie Carpenter, Jane Henry, and Maisie Archer. Did I forget anybody? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. And they're all here, and they will, you know, I, I want you to know a little bit about each of them. So we'll let Piper go first, and then everybody can Just, you know, say who you are, and then we'll have an open discussion because it'll be fun. Everybody can ask each other questions. Okay. Piper?
3: All right. I'm Piper Stone. I write mostly romance, erotic thrillers. I'm a little bit all over the place trying to to settle this girl in, but we'll see. I do write as other (laughs) authors as well, (laughs) and I've been writing for quite a while. Came to Blushing a little over a year ago as another author and um, just absolutely love it. Um, working with Bethany and the, and the crew has been the best thing in all of the publishing companies I've worked with before period hands down right. so yeah. I'm just thrilled Great. and excited to be a part of the group and a part of the wonderful new story that's coming out pretty soon that we'll reveal soon
1: That's me Oh that's you Okay uh, you know right I uh, you know it, it it is good to be part of a group Okay Maggie hi Maggie Hello, how are you? You sound all good cool of them and vigor today.
4: <laughs> That's great. Right. Um, well, my name's Maggie Carpenter, obviously, and I write everything from space aliens to Victorian romance to cowboys, love our cowboys, but they're all very romantic and they do contain a great deal of the steamy stuff. Yep. So, I've written about 55 books over the last four years. Wow. And it's like a disease. As soon as I finish one, many times before I finish one, I'm on to the next one. And I think all of the ladies here are probably the same. We just love to write. 55, that's a lot. That's That's, that's great. I'm sure that others here have written Mm -hmm. more than that. It's just. um, Are they longer? Are they long? Are they novellas? Or are they. Um, they range between fifty and eighty thousand words, and I have
1: oh, two novellas. Okay. okay, that's good. All right. Well, I <laughs> there's not you're not a pioneer at this. You've been doing this. Okay, Jane. Hi, Jane. Jane Henry. Hi, I'm Jane Henry. Thank you. Um,
5: I like Maggie. Write erotic romance, and I write both on my own and with my co-writer, um, Maisie Archer. So we write books together. We have a series. Going right now, and then we both write books on our own. So we write contemporary, historical, Western, sci fi, but our, um, our co written series is all contemporary. And they're all erotic, and they have a pretty good deal of power exchange in them. So that's the good. one that kind of unites
6: them all.
1: Yep. 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 You, we, so, we have okay. that in us the power. Okay. And Renee? <laughs>
6: Hi, I'm Renee Rose, and I'm a USA Today bestselling author. And like the other authors I write dark kinky romance with alpha males and hot domination. Um I have a mafia series, a shifter series, a bunch of historicals, and right now I'm working on a couple new sci fi series. So and my book oh, I guess I was gonna tease the um the box
1: set, but I don't know if we have re- revealed it yet, so I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> so I I we we will I was gonna do it on this show. All right, we're gonna I'm gonna let uh Macy alright, Macy. I'm Maisie Archer. Um, as Jean just mentioned,
7: we co-write a series of contemporary erotic romance together, and I've also written some historicals.
1: Have you been writing for a long time
7: together? Or? Um, about a year. We published our, our first co-written
1: book a year ago in May. Right, mm-hmm. That's yeah. great. All right, so now we got everybody here. I, I am Marcia Casper. I should say actually who I am. I'm Marcia Casper-Cook. I'm also an author and um, a radio host and a screenwriter, and uh, I go under the name Lady Jane Sinclair and uh, also Marcia Casper-Cook because I do write children's books, which, you know, uh, this is how it goes. I'm sure a lot of people, and I know a lot of people that have, you know, several names that they use, and um, it, it's hard, but, you know, we do it. And, um Sometimes people say it, and some, I've tried it both ways, and it's it, that didn't work for me because I have a show. So I guess that, uh, this is why people know who it is. So for me it doesn't work, and I drive Amazon crazy. I've called them, and so uh, we're trying to figure out. But I, the only way to do it is just write, you know, I have to have two separate accounts, So which a lot of people do and some don't. But, you know, I, like we were talking before the show, and I think maybe I'm going to bring this up a little, you know, um, because when – I've had a lot of authors that are thriller and drama and any every type of book, and they have sex in the books, but it's not considered erotic or whatever. And I think sometimes with Amazon, the way we all have to be, you know, and Bethany could probably contest to that, you know, when you have to put a book in, you have to give them a category, and this is a different, it's very difficult, I think. So does anybody want to, you know, elaborate on that, how if it's hard for them? If they have several different genres, Jane, Maisie, anybody want to answer that? One of well, the
2: shocking constantly trying. is that Amazon does keep changing the rules. You know, they right. they don't give you real good guidelines. They don't give you real solid, um, you know, guide, guidelines. Is probably the best word to use to go by to help categorize your book. Um, I, I guess that's what you were. You were yeah, yeah,
1: because right, they right because they do change as Facebook does and everybody, you know, and it is difficult for authors, I think, you know, because there's always changes and sometimes we don't even know that they're making the changes.
7: One of, of the things what that anybody I does actually,
1: with that. Yeah, go ahead. Well,
4: actually, one of the things that I do, and I've only been doing this recently, um, supposedly, Amazon will let you have two categories, and I go through. When I publish a book if i if if I self publish a book, I will go through uh the genres that the book might fall into. I will make a note of the categories of the best selling books. I write to the Amazon support people, and I say, "Would you please add this book to these categories and it works brilliantly
6: Wow and I That's have a great books idea that have
4: like that have like ten categories and they're all applicable because if you write a suspense romance." that has a space alien and a, a crime to it then you should be in all of those categories because it's all applicable so they won't let, they won't do it just from keywords they'll give you but your you, two oh, okay. or your three general categories but they won't do it off the keywords you have to specifically write in and ask for them and i have found that to be very very successful so
1: you when you, you tell them that's a great that's a really good Nobody's ever mentioned that on this show, and that's a really good idea. So that's what you do. You try to contact them and say that you should be in yes, a certain category, I, I, and they'll leave you. Yeah.
4: And and they, I, I have yet to be turned down for anything I've ever
1: asked for. Wow. They they just do it. <clears throat> Very good. That's you know because we I've not heard that, and that does, you know. Uh, it, it really does hurt you sometimes when you're not in the right category. And when I talked to them, they said, you know, which they didn't really like you to do before, but now they do let you change around because they say it's okay. You know, at the beginning, I think you're, uh, several years ago, you know, it they didn't let you do that. but then and, well, and you but also have time... to be careful. Yeah, go ahead. I'm
4: sorry. You no, also have to be careful, and I'm sure Bethany would agree with me a thousand percent here. You have to be careful about, Making sure now that you don't get thrown into erotica, right, Bethany? Because erotica can be not good for a book's
0: success.
2: Yeah, you know this is that is a change that we've seen. Um, uh, three, maybe three years ago, erotica was the kiss of death. Absolutely, yeah. the kiss of death. You did not want your book categorized in erotica. And about, I think it was about three years ago in the summertime, all of a sudden. Amazon opened Erotica up, and it was great to be in Erotica, and you would you could see really, really good sales from books that were in Erotica. At one point, um, Blushing had, I think, eight of the top ten books in Erotic Western, and we were going gangbusters. And mm. then about a year and a little bit more ago, all of a sudden, Amazon yeah. decided that Erotica was just, you know, not going to be where they were going to sell books. I don't know if they were getting some political backlash for basically being the largest purveyor of erotic material on the planet, which is
1: yeah, they because, are. because other places sometimes you can't, you know, put in any erotica in other yeah on other sites. They don't let you
2: really shut it down. And now, I mean, if you go look at the erotica categories on Amazon, I mean, it's. Ninety percent of it is books like you know, like seventy-two yeah. stories, <laughs> seventy-two big groups. You know, I mean, it's, just, it's just really sad.
4: It. I, 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 really I, I. Yeah, we were doing gangbusters in erotica, like you said. It was fantastic, and it's like now it's really tough. It's tragic,
2: is what it is.
4: See,
7: they yeah, yeah, I know. Still occasionally
2: put a book in erotica if it is clearly erotica and we think the book has a good chance of hitting number 1 in a category. Okay, we
1: let
3: me ask you a still question. Put okay,
2: books so this in is erotica, this is really we important. regularly do do that, we uh we'll put up books fairly often in ero- in Victorian erotica and 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 we we'll hit number 1 in that category on Amazon. Um, sometimes we'll still put books in the western category, but I have to be very very confident that the book is going to go to number 1 in that category before I want to put it in erotica. Otherwise, we categorize Categorize all of our books in romance
1: now yeah yeah
2: see you know I wanted you
1: know for people that are listening you know let me you know because we have a lot of people that archive so um, explain to people when you say erotica or erotic I mean this is such it's really tough for people, you know, and that for new authors, they really don't know what to do, and they, they, they're afraid, I think, a lot of times to put themselves in romance, because as now it's different, like you say, because if you would have done that three or four years ago, they would have thrown you out of it, and it's still, it depends, I mean, it's very hard to understand why some books do better, and it's a lot of times, it's the placing of the words, because now we can't even... Years ago, you could as you know, you put the tag words in you right. can't do that you, you know we we were able to really put them in the right way and keep changing them I, I know I did you could put them right in from the author central you can't do
2: that now. right mm-hmm. yeah, that was another whole system um i anyone that's been around a while remembers that they had the ability- you had the ability to tag your book and other people could tag your books yeah. and this was a huge system. That they had, and they advertised it, and there was articles and everything you could possibly want to read about how to use this tagging system to promote your books. And literally, it disappeared overnight. One night, they just took it down. Yeah,
1: yeah. Piper, do you have any? You know, Piper, I know you have like a lot of views on these things. How do you feel about all this? What do you think authors should do?
3: Well, unfortunately, you know, we've all been caught in, and I've written, you know, over 200 books, and and quite honestly, the, the concept of being caught in what Amazon is doing or, at the time, All Romance was doing, I think you've got to write your book the way you want to write your book, and when you put it in a category, I think what truly is still out there and is going to be a problem is, especially in America, and I hear England is this way, too, there's a lot of conservatism and people don't – I don't care if it's a Kindle and they can hide behind that and don't even have to show the cover. They don't want it to be even the concept of reading an erotica book. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just yeah. sex. It's really porn, which we know is the case. No,
1: I know that. That's a that's the issue here you <laughs> know, there, for there, everybody. there are
3: successful books really out there. I mean, if you look at a whole – and, I, you know, there's anomalies all over the place – but the most successful books are romance with an HEA ending. You know, a lot of times they have that basic trope model, and yeah. that's what people still like to read. You go back to the old Harlequin romances, which yeah. you know sometimes you gag at because of the concept and the bodice ripper, you know, and all that whole thing back when we were younger. But you know, it's still tried and true. That's that's what people want to get a hold of. They want to uh, submerse themselves in something that they can believe in love. And find that happily ever after.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's what—that's the, the the hallmark movies, and you know, uh, mm-hmm. it's you know, and sometimes if you just close your eyes, uh, they just put another character in that says the same thing that the character on last week's movie said, <laughs> and you're just going like, oh, yeah. oh my god. You know, and I write scripts, and and I'm looking, at, them am thinking, like, you know, it is difficult because some of the lines, you know, I have decided that you have to be writing, for no other word to use, is like corny lines that none of us want to use as authors. But when I watch these movies of romance, this is what the lines are. You're going, like, oh, my God, has nothing changed in this life after all these years? And it's, you know, and then you'll have a show like Girlfriends. Has anybody watched that one? Yeah, girlfriend. And you watch it. You go like, well, I I actually love the show. I really do. And it's a very deep, intense character. And you're trying to figure out things. And you're going like, this is regular. You know, you're watching it on TV, and it's almost amazing that it's there. And so that's why, on both ends, we don't know. As authors, I think a lot of us will agree. I don't know, you know, how you feel about this. If anybody wants to talk about this, but it is hard to know if you went too far or you didn't go far enough. I mean it this you is know, very I ha- difficult. I, I have but, to say and I'm sure that everybody
4: on the phone here will agree that we just sometimes are completely shocked at what works.
1: Yeah, right. I yeah, I, 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 and right, and yep. I, I agree. Yeah.
4: I did a little ad, a little boost post on Facebook for a book that I wrote, my last release. Mm-hmm. How corny is this? Now my beauty you will know what it's like to be taken by a barbarian. That is so corny. And there's a picture of this gorgeous guy. That post got over 6,800 hits, engagements, yeah. Yeah. 4,200 likes, yeah. sold like crazy. From that one mm-hmm. ad, I, when I wrote it, I thought, this is really embarrassing. <laughs>
1: Oh, you just put don't. It up. Well, see, that's the thing, right, you, don't, you know, I, I put something, I, I put you, a watch, I, mean, I put a Michael Kors watch, and I had all these people in, I'm thinking like, oh, my God, you know, what about my book, you know, and it's like, it, this is, you're right, you just don't know. You, you just you know, don't, Bethany,
4: I'm sure yeah. Bethany mm-hmm. has
1: a thousand stories
4: like that, right, Bethany, where you've done something or titled a book, and it's just taken off,
2: and you can't believe it, Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and the opposite is also true, you know, and that's one of the frustrating things about being yeah. a publisher. <laughs> right,
1: exactly, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is true. You know, we. so I think, you know, I always tell people, I said, you know, there is no answer. So, you know, like Piper said, I mean, you just have to write and write what you like and just do the story and – I myself, you know, I have to give myself little pep talks here because I have to go like, you can do this and just finish it and stop, you know, being so critical. Because I think, you know, a lot of us are very critical on ourselves. I mean, so much more than other people are. Jane, because... was it? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Jane, <laughs> was oh, it oh, you
4: no, that I was talking to and we said the book is never finished?
1: Right.
4: <laughs> We've I'm um, making remember, it better and better. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah no
5: i would definitely agree with that sentiment you know and i think and i could definitely agree that sometimes we say hey you know we are absolutely writing within some type of formula here and you know the artist in us doesn't want to admit that sometimes you know we all want to be unique Mm -hmm. we want to write this the next best you know american novel but at the end of the day you know you want to have those spoon heroes and those heroines that we can relate to and
7: those
1: things yeah. that make us sigh. And people yeah. love them, you know? Yeah, and that's, yeah, I, I, and I think that's true. But, you know, and for the people that, you know, have given up, because I also was a literary agent, and, you know, I had a ton of clients, and I've mentioned this so many times on my shows, but they gave up. You cannot give up. Mm-hmm. You have to keep going. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. usually when you're writing a book, you've got a, the, the at, in your head, you're going, oh, I this, I can write something so much better, but you have to finish the book you're writing and then go there yeah. because you all you feel like whatever <laughs> you're writing you could do better than, that. and you know that mm-hmm. if you keep thinking that you're not finishing the book, you're gonna you know yeah. because you always come up with a better idea while you're doing the book. Well, maybe, so you need to finish. maybe and I joke. That,
5: Every single book that we write together, one of us will say, okay, I hate it,
1: and the other one will say, all right,
5: good, that means we're on the right track because yep. we always yep. have to hit this point before we get to the end.
1: That's true. When I used to do a screenplay, I used to, like, get to 25, and I used to know, like, could I finish this story? Because you only need, like, 90 yeah. to 120 pages, and you go, like, could I finish this story? And then if I got to, if I got to 25, I know that I could finish it okay but you got to get there and see that's the thing if you don't like people say oh i'm going to do this i'm going to do that but that's not true if you don't do it you have to do it and then you're right you can hate mm-hmm. it then sometimes when i'm done i'm going like do i really like this and then maybe i'll read it two years later and I go oh it wasn't as bad as i thought of it. you know what i mean it's like going, <laughs> oh and that's yeah. why when i hear the audio book uh, i have a children's book that i have and um it's No Clues, No Shoes. So Virginia Grenier, who is my partner in, uh, she lives in Iowa, not Iowa, Utah, and I'm in Chicago, but she's partnered with World of Ink. And so she heard the audio, and she goes, I've read the book, but it sounds, it's unbelievable. It, it sounds so good when it's in an audio book. And the one good thing about the audio book is you don't have everybody going, oh, my God, she missed the comma. She put a wrong word in. This should have been, you know, an uppercase, you know, right. because they're just hearing it. They're not like, because as you know, everybody on here, people are looking for a mistake. Every book has something that wasn't perfect. But the readers now, they like to go, oh, look at that. What an idiot. she did! Uh-huh. She didn't have a comma. She didn't do this. She had too many commas. And so when you hear it, though, the good thing is it mm-hmm. sounds great. Really, it does. And I mm-hmm. use, I have a lot of time times, yeah. most everybody, I have an English um, from the UK that they're the ones that did the book, except the one I had, one of them, Kevin Higgins, that did My Love Changes. And, you know, but when you hear something in an English accent, it goes, oh, this sounds pretty good. <laughs> it's got a great accent, <laughs> you know. So I think that, you know, you have to be, you know, thinking about all these things. But when you do hear your own book, and I'm sure everybody here probably reads their things out loud, and that's when you, You know, you really get to hear your book because we all get engrossed in the sentence and nobody's going to read the sentence 20 times like we do. (laughs) And then they go like, really? Mm -hmm. You know, because they just read Mm -hmm. it once. So does anybody want to ask any questions of any of the girls, you know, any of us? You know, because we're not in the same room. So does anybody have something that they want to ask somebody? Nope.
4: Well, I would like to ask Mm -hmm. everybody how they enjoyed writing for this box set, even though we're
1: not really talking about it. Can we talk about it yet, Can we say it or not yet? No? Yes, no?
2: No, we absolutely can talk about the box set. I want to talk about the box set. Oh, good. All right. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to the box set. Yes, because everybody has brought something
4: so unique when you have like twenty six of such creative people like renee i'm I'm dying to read what you wrote The Russian Guy. I mean, how cool is that? and Maisie and Jane and Piper and everybody else. I just think bringing so many unique stories into one box set about romance and love and heroes and mystery. I just it's such a great I'm so thrilled to be a part of it. So I wanted to mm-hmm. ask Renee and Jane and Maisie and Piper how did you come up with your undercover hero so this is Renee
6: um, okay. so I love mafia um, I don't know no. I, you know I was a big Sopranos fan <laughs> I'm a huge fan of like mafia men and so when we were well, doing this you must undercover thing,
1: I, you must have seen Goodfellows oh, I, yeah. I, mean, I, I watch I it I love it once them. a week I watch it once a week
6: yeah. <laughs> yes so, um, so I picked a guy who's undercover with the mafia, and so, and he started. So he's a Russian. He was from the Russian mafia. What's the name of your story? And then What's the got, name?
1: You could say the name. Can the we name just say the names?
6: The name is the Russian.
1: Okay. All right. This and our cool, box huh? set
6: is Hero Undercover. So all of our okay. heroes are undercover.
1: Okay. So, um,
6: Good. So he, um, he was in the Russian mafia, and he was um, taken into custody, kind of young. And then they flipped him to become FBI to go undercover with, the, with a different mafia. So he's kind of, he's pretty dark because he's been in the mafia, and then he's, you know, even though he's supposed to be a good guy, he still feels like a bad guy because he's still living the lie of being a mafia guy. Um, and then, of course, the heroine, this life is in danger, and he has to make a choice about his job and saving her. And so, you know, the rest, of course, is the happily ever
1: after. That's right, <laughs> and everybody's got to have some profession. Everybody's got to do something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, who wants to go
2: next?
1: I'll, I'll go next. next. It's Piper. And the, go ahead. Piper. Okay. Go ahead, Piper. And, okay. and the name? Well, the name uh, of your story? So we know. So everybody a knows. A taste for me. red. Okay.
3: And <clears throat> I'm a. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge red wine fan. I've always been, I love wine, I've studied wine, I've, you know, I I just um, have a huge collection, that's just the kind of chick I am. I happened up on a story on one of the news channels about a guy who was very famous for committing wine fraud, and it was many, many years before he was caught, and he was in the upper echelon of society and, you know, had all the best friends in Napa Valley and, you know, that kind of thing before he was caught and I got to thinking, hmm, well, that would be an interesting story to do a takeoff on something like that. So I have a hero that is a cowboy detective who kind of lost his way because of a really bad thing he did, but you don't find out about it until the end. And our heroine is a um, a, a chick that was top-notch attorney who, after uh, something that happened to her, that includes the mafia, I might add, um, she just decided she'd hang it up and become a private investigator. Well, she happens to be a Harley-riding, hard, you know, put-away kind of chick, Harley-riding girl, <laughs> hiding underneath it mm-hmm. all, and they have to go undercover together, and they cannot stand each other to solve this wine fraud case. Of course, there's more to it than that, and the sparks fly. So it's it was kind of fun to write. It's a little... You know, it's a little dark, it's a little campy, it's a little, you know, romantic, and you, know, you just kind of put it all together.
1: And they're drinking wine, so it's okay. Absolutely. That works. <laughs> that works. Okay. All right, we're going to take a pause for one second and uh, for a commercial, and then we'll come right back. Need a break? Take some time for yourself. Listen to one of Marsha's audiobooks at dot www.marshacaspercook.com You'll be glad you did. After all, if you don't take care of yourself, who will? Well, it worked. Okay. Hey, I did something myself that worked. Okay. I got it. All right. Okay, there we go. Anyway, that, I I do think that's a good thing for people to do. So we're going to start doing that as long as I can. Uh, I did upload it right, and there we go. So <laughs> it's good. All right. all right, Who's next? Here, how about Maisie? Um,
7: okay, my you both wrote. You, did you and Jane wrote it
1: together, right? Uh, uh, on this, right? No, or?
7: actually, we we separated for this one. Oh,
1: all right. <laughs> okay. We did. <laughs> um,
7: so mine is a contemporary called Uncharted Water. And um, for, for this story, I did go back and revisit a couple of secondary characters that we introduced in, in, in um, one of our earlier Boston Dom's books. Um, that's the series that we, that we do co write. And I always felt that these characters sort of deserve their happily ever after. Um, the woman is an investigative reporter, kind of a self sufficient, career driven woman. And um, the guy is this kind of badass security expert alpha hero guy and um, they need to go undercover to solve the mysterious disappearance of her boss's girlfriend and then because my mind is always on vacation and warmth and tropical places I decided that they needed to do this on a cruise ship so they, they find themselves <laughs> on a on a BDSM themed cruise surprisingly mm. and they, they both have to sort of uh, take on Roles as a as a married couple and and hide their identities to solve this mystery. Oh,
1: so that's that. Yeah, these sound good. These all sound good. Did, did I, mm-hmm. Right. So we have uh, that was Macy, right? Jane. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I had decided
5: that I was in the mood for writing something really, really, very heavily erotic. I just happened to be <laughs> in the mood for what I go back and forth, and I had been writing in this sci fi world of mine that. I have one book out and I've got another one coming out in a couple of weeks. And I was already in this mindset. And so I decided, you know, why don't I just continue to write in this world? So my story takes place in a dystopian futuristic setting. It's science hero is actually a leader on a planet and his wife's sister is kidnapped and taken back to her home planet. And they discover that the the person who's in charge of the kidnapping has an inner circle of people And in order for them to infiltrate this inner circle and rescue the sister, they actually have to pretend to be a couple, and all the people in his inner circle are masters and slaves. So the title of my story is Slave for a Day, and there's a good deal of role play, and it gets a little real,
1: and I have a lot of fun with it. Now, Bethany, do you have a story in this too? Uh, no, I actually no.
2: do not have a story in the in this set. Um, you, we did a box set last year, and I did have a story in that set, but not, not this year.
1: Or did I forget anybody here? Everybody talked? Yes, about their story, right? I don't want to Except forget. Except for me. Okay. Yes, Ma'am. Ma'am. thank you, Stren. Renee?
4: Um, yes. No.
1: So yeah, my okay. book
4: is called The Scarlet Stiletto, And it's set in New York in 1938, and it's a story about a private detective, kind of like the old-time Philip Marlowe character with the hat over the eyes and the office with the neon sign flashing back and forth into the office, (laughs) that kind of character. And he's just sitting back relaxing and then walks this tall, willowy, blonde, gorgeous woman out of nowhere – who proceeds to place a red, a scarlet stiletto on his desk that's covered in blood. And he can hardly think because she's so gorgeous.
1: Gorgeous, yeah. And (laughs) And she
4: tells him that she's worried the police are going to accuse her of her husband's murder because it's her stiletto, and she actually had to pull it out of her husband's eye when she found him. So that's where the story starts. And we don't know if she did kill her husband, if she's using this detective to get her off, if the detective is going to discover that she didn't, who did kill her husband, why, and through it all, they get into this torrid affair.
1: Ooh. Wow. You know, are any of you going to elaborate and make whatever stories into a full novel or? Or anybody, anybody I think I might
4: because Cause they well, I mean oh,
1: these, oh these are very good stories I mean they're not just like short you know their story you know they they sound like they mm-hmm. have future things that could go further.
2: I'll I'll jump in here. Mm. Um, okay, I'm hoping that most of the authors will do that. We actually, as I said, did a box set a year ago called uh, Hero to Obey, and it was very similar. We had about twenty two authors. All of the stories were around 20,000 words, some of them were a little bit longer, and we are actually now in the process of releasing expanded versions of most of the stories as full-length novels. And of Yeah, the 22 that, that's original
1: what I thought, because I, you know, they're good topics, you know, that everybody was was listening, so that sounds really mm-hmm. interesting to do that.
2: But of the 22 <clears throat> authors last year, I think um, 16 or 17 are releasing... They,
1: yeah. Yeah. But
2: as a full-length book with blushing books, so you can come and see the um, Hero Two Bay set. And after this series, this series will be, or this uh, box set will be sold. Um, will be sold for a week, and then we will sell it. We will have it in Kindle Unlimited for three months, and then after that point, it won't be available anymore. So this is a you know get it while it lasts kind of thing. And then after that Yeah, point, I think, you um, know,
1: right. I I think that a lot of people don't know. Like, you know, I said, which, you know, I said, oh, I'm not going to do Kindle Unlimited. And then I decided to do it the other day again <laughs> because I decided I wasn't going to do it, you know. And, you know, I, I think it has its merits. So what do you think, uh, Bethany, when you said you put it there, what made you decide that you're going to put it in KDP um, Select? Um, well, well,
2: that are long where you have a fair amount of confidence that mm-hmm. the uh the book will be read in its entirety or a lot of it'll be read, do do well in KU. And because the theory, the box set last year was uh Renee helped me out on this one, you probably remember. I I'm thinking it was around seven hundred pages if if it had been in print. It was about 700 pages. It was 22 stories at 25,000 words maybe on average, twenty seven so, I mean, it was really yeah, long. Yeah, I think
6: it was 600-something, so it was, it was probably close to 700.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, so this is a very, very long book, and the stories were really good. I mean, that was an excellent box set, and people read it. They downloaded it for free. It was Kindle Unlimited, and then they started to read and they didn't stop. So, um, and, and we got a lot of publicity for that box, set. it did very well for us. I mean, I think one week we had a million page reads in that wow, box. Wow, that's a lot. So, you know, and I, I, you know, I'd like
1: to say something, and, and you know, I think Piper will know what I'm talking about when I say this because I mean, she, you know. We've done this a lot of years, and we've you know written a lot, and we've been around but you're it's quite impressive your website with all the authors that you have i mean i I looked at it and I go like, "Well, how did I not know about blushing before I mean I'm thinking like I really you know i know know a lot of the people, but i was it was a lot going on, and it it presents itself really well, your site you know. And uh, like a friendly user site. I, Piper, wouldn't you, I mean, you know what I mean by this? Because it's it's a very big um, group of, it's a large group of authors involved in this, Blushing. I mean, a lot. of
3: will say well, and, one and question. Yeah, go ahead, please.
2: Sure I think if you look at some of the other publishers, I'm not going to name names here, but some of them no, I never public- name
1: names. No, never. Uh, that mm-hmm.
2: have have come and gone, and even though yeah. we were here before them, they had um, big parties and maybe made choices to grow too quickly.
1: Yeah
2: And thing yeah. has I have been very committed to um, a level of growth in the company and adding, you know, authors and adding publications that I feel we can maintain. And that, you know, having a business model that we can maintain is very important to me. So,
1: Because it does show uh, when you, you know, when you look you up, because, um, you know, I, I've done this a long time and seen a lot of people leave, and some people I'm shocked that are not here. And, you know, uh, but... There are a lot of issues. It's very hard, you know, to do what you're doing. I mean, you have a large network of authors, and it is hard, you know. And I think that sometimes people, when they start companies, they don't realize how long it takes to, you know, have confidence and make people, you know, um, understand that you're really there for them. You know, you want them to do well. It's not, you know, you're not competing against them. You're wanting them to do well. That's what I thought when I looked at Yes, yes, definitely, yeah.
3: You know, I've worked with a lot of publishers, and I've also done a lot of self-publishing. And I've been mistreated pretty much all the way around from, you know, the the big boys in Seattle that had uh, $2 million of grant money that they squandered away in uh, just a little over a year all the way down to a small publishing company. Now, some of them for me have been – really decent you know i can name a couple names that were they're great people they still are going on but and they're staying little you know but there's two aspects to it i think what you realize with blushing is that they really care they're very organized they have a group of people behind them an entire team that that cares about the authors it's not just one person you know hanging out there trying to do everything they're putting together a system that works and works very well And, you know, secondly, for all those people that think think self-publishing is the way to go, let me tell you something. You know, you might do pretty well for a little while, and some people might do great, but uh, on the overall, honestly, it's so much work that you have to do, and you think you have all the control. Sure, you have all the control because you have all the work to do, and it takes away all your time for writing. So the best thing that I did in my best career choice was moving to Blushing, who... Yeah. Um, has done everything that they said they were going to do and more, and I couldn't be happier or prouder of finally landing with someone that actually. And I can say this on the air. Sorry, I get a little excited, but who actually gives a damn?
1: Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. Didn't plan um, to I, say that. I swear. No. Yeah. I, I look at. I, I. I. That's why you know when I was doing research on everybody. You know, it's like you know because I have seen them come and go also and. It's huge. It, you know, like a lot of people took a lot of authors on because they were thinking they were going to make a lot of money. But they didn't realize, like you said, how, Piper, how much this takes. You know, I myself am constantly marketing, and I, I've said this over and over again I hate it. You know, and I did this you know i I would did children's books but i've start I started a long time ago, and I basically did screenplays that were optioned, and I just didn't get the niche that I needed to get and so i'm working now to get the niche, but you can't you have to get yourself where people are you have a lot of people waiting for your books and it's an audience and when you do switch around in different genres like I did and there are a lot of people out there that do children's whatever it's a very difficult and you know there like I always say there are no answers because and I have made a lot of mistakes but that's why I do the show cuz I want people to understand the things that can go wrong I'm you know and I and I have made a lot of mistakes, but I have learned from them. And so I think that when people are listening to a show like this, you you know, you're seeing people that are working together, and you're not alone because it is very difficult, like Piper said, to do this alone. And sometimes you just go, oh my God, I'm sick of this, and then that's why people give it up. So you know, so all right, Bethany, this one. So are you looking? So people listening. So people can submit to you. You're still you're always looking
2: for new authors, or uh, we absolutely are always looking for new authors. Uh, one of the things I'm looking for, though, now very much, are real books that have erotic elements as opposed to erotica. Uh, we turn down dozens of books which are nothing but. Very lame plot devices to get yeah. them, a the couple from one sex scene to another, and this yeah. is not what we're looking for, and this is not what the readers are looking for. We are looking for spy stories and mysteries and adventures, and westerns and good quality sci-fi, with with spicy elements, but yeah. not what what would traditionally be called erotica. The sales on on that, I think I think in the mid two thousands, you had a lot of books like that doing fairly well because of the shock value. Yeah, people yeah, could I, read I agree,
1: yeah.
2: um, sexy material. The, there had been a huge backlash in the uh, in the nineties against the bodice rippers, and all of a sudden you had to have all this politically correct stuff in your books. And actually, it is the point at which I stopped writing mainstream because I thought the romances got so boring. Um, I yeah. I didn't yeah. want yeah. I didn't want you know kinder gentler heroes. You know, I wanted the bad boys. Right? exactly No. Right. I I know because I actually was around them too. And I you know, uh,
1: I I started when wanting to write like a harlequin type, and then I realized I couldn't write like that for me because it. Uh, it didn't fit the real world that I was seeing, or the characters. You know, they just were. You know, you can't always make characters be perfect. You, the characters are just like people, you know, to us that are authors. So they have to have some flaws, you know, and and so they do. And I think you know, with TV now and movies, I think we see because they always doesn't always have to be the most perfect ending, you know, because sometimes when you watch a movie. You know, like you're saying, like mafia, whatever, used to have to end movies that worked out. But now, no, people get away with crime. And that's just the way it goes, you know. And it makes it easier for the author. And, you know, one of the things as, you know, doing shows and all, I think that, you know, this is not a political statement. This is just a statement how I think. Because there's so much going on out there in the world, you know, it almost makes it easier for writers now because. Some of the things that are happening, none of us could ever make up. So it kind of now is like it's open field. You can mm-hmm. almost do stuff that you couldn't do before because you don't have to have the exact answer. Because it doesn't seem you know, to the, be one. You there's
4: know, another, there's another element to that that somebody mentioned to me the other day. And, Bethany, what you were saying about books need to have stories. They need yes. to have Characters, they need to have plots and subplots Mm -hmm. and intrigue and interest. And somebody was saying to me the other day that they can't watch the news anymore, and they're so grateful that there are books around that they can read. Because it's sort of like not going to the movies, they can escape in the book. So, Bethany, what you're saying about Mm -hmm. wanting books that are books, um, it just takes me back to that whole uh, the, the research I did during the Victorian era. They had these writers who wrote these great books that just happened to contain erotica,
1: as opposed to erotic books that have some kind of a story. Yeah, yeah. And it's all it's always very confusing to people out there because you know, if if you say it's erotic, they'll go like, oh, I can't. I can't read that, but they're reading it on any other book that they're reading. So sometimes it's better in some respects just to let them read the story, and that's it. Just go as a story, not as a sexy book. It's a story. Right. Wouldn't it's you all awesome.
4: say, Jane and Maisie and Renee and Piper, wouldn't you all say that you write stories and they have a lot of sex in them, but because sex is part of the story, not right, sex Wait, absolutely. Absolutely. for sex yeah. sake. Yeah.
3: Yep. Absolutely. Sorry, absolutely. Characters. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I having think this box way, set we,
4: with having this box we, set with so many interesting and different kinds of locations and mm-hmm. and stories all in one, under one roof, twenty six completely different books. It's just awesome. I'm so thrilled well, to be a part a part of it. Where else are you going to get sci fi and detective and Russian mafia? Oh my god! But actually, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. I've heard you know,
1: okay. I've had a lot of authors on there that have said different things, but I, actually the stories when each of you were saying what your stories are about, it you could see that all of you are developing your characters so it sounds good. It's not just like you just threw together something. You are caring about your characters, you know what they drink, you know what they wear, you know you know, and that's really important. So it's it shows oh, yeah. people that are listening that there's more to this each ca- each story it's a really an inter- mm-hmm. you know it's interesting because you you know you're like weaving when you do a book you kind of weave characters in and out but when you're talking about it and mm-hmm. I'm listening to it I can hear that you're caring about your characters because they well, are not publish a- it if they weren't real exactly. stories with real- exactly no? and that's a good thing well there oh. are but right mm-hmm. but you know and what Piper was saying before because we've seen it and you know There were times when people were just taking everybody. And then, unfortunately, the people were actually thinking that they were really good writers when they really needed to start over again and write another story. Because, you know, it's not just one, two, three. You can't just throw it out there. You know, and it gets, you know, Bethany, you, you would know this because you know that when you're reading something, you can tell if they threw it together. And they do, a lot of people throw it together thinking they'll make a million dollars it's not happening uh
2: yeah yeah that i see that all the time let's just say it never happens (laughs) right
1: right and no right and you know you do you know and you do have to have you know a publisher that does care about the authors it's true because each and every story that it's a part of you so if you publish something that you're not liking this is not what you want your you know to be out there because you're the you know you're the publisher and that's why some of the publishers have gone out because they just kept publishing everybody thinking well I'll just put them all out there and I'll probably make money because some of them will make money and some won't Piper, do you agree with that because I know that oh absolutely you, yeah, yeah and I yeah. think
3: that's what really gave a bad name to the business is that a lot of people were doing that. And you really have to be careful. You know, even having an established author who might be rushed or is trying to meet a quota or or something like that, you can't just publish to publish.
1: You have to look at it. Right, right, exactly. And you can't just do it in one second. So that's why, you know, I'm so happy that all of you came on because, you know, and uh, Bethany, (laughs) all of your authors, you know, anytime you want, any of your others or they want to be on, they can just let me know. I do a lot of shows, so and um, I do a lot of romance shows and you know different types, you know, and because I still think you know people love love, and it doesn't matter who you love and what happens during the time you're loving them. It's just you know you have to be open, and so i'm I'm glad to see that you've been around for so long and have so many authors, so you know I mean, and authors that care. You know, well, and,
2: maybe, Marcia, you'd like to give uh, uh, send Blessing a book and see how it does. I well, uh, would love to have you in the group as well. Well,
1: that would be nice. <laughs> what about books that are already published that I did and I've done already? I, I write romantic comedy now. I'm trying to get into You know, that's what my screenplays were because I think, you know, as we were talking about before, I think people really want some laughter. You know, um, they need it. You know, they need to feel good, you know, and when you read a book or watch a movie or story, whatever the book is or story, if you feel good, I think it's, like, I like to go to the movies because I like to watch how people walk out. My husband's always laughing because what I do, I want to see... You know, because some people, even when they're seeing the preview, they go, oh, I'm not going to see it. You know, and it's really not fair because a lot of times you have to, like, when you start reading a book, if you read two pages, you go, I can't get into this. Well, how do you know you can't get into it? There's a beginning, middle, and end, you know, and... So people have to give it a shot, you know. So I think what Bethany is doing is having a good story. And that's, well, that's the name of my show. It's a good story. It's a good story. Because my manager (laughs) once said to me, if you write a good story, that's it. You know, write the best story you can. And it looks to me like all of you did write good stories, you know, because I'm listening Mm -hmm. to, you you know, the plots. And it's hard to say the plots in a short time, but all of you did like a really good job because it is hard. (laughs) I I know Mm -hmm. it's hard. That's that's like writing the log line or you know whatever it's it is difficult and people you know I'd rather write a whole book than write like a synopsis I hate it. Yeah. I was hey, actually going to read
4: the. I agree. I was with actually going to read the blurb. I thought that would
1: be easier. Yes, <laughs> I'd like go to ahead. Explain it.
4: <laughs> yeah.
7: Do you want to
1: say anything? I, I, what are we missing here, Bethany? Do you want to say any more about the new book or what? I tell everybody yes, they can get it. I would actually
2: like to interrupt here because. I'm sure people who are listening might like to know how they can actually get this book.
1: That's right. that's um, the, that's the exact actually, thing here, that's right. That's exactly right.
2: And um, so there's there's a there's a couple things I will mention. Number 1, the name of the book is Hero Undercover. It's been published by Blushing Books. It will be available for pre-order in approximately a week. June 7th, I believe is the day. And then the release date is June 26th. And this book will be promotionally priced for the week of June 26th to July 3rd at only 99 cents. Okay, so this is an amazing opportunity to get a very large number of really good books. I mean, probably this is the only book you need to buy all summer, actually, for 99 cents. Um, yes. so but and for and for,
1: all the now, that and for all the people that think we all make like a million dollars when you have a book that's 99 cents, you know, and and people want it for free then. So this is, you know, 99 cents is a great price. I I just don't know what happened to the world where people go like Oh, it's 99 cents, and I've had somebody somebody on my show, and I always say this because I was laughing, they say people go and buy coffee for like $4, and they don't want to spend 99 cents to get a book. It doesn't <laughs> and make And by sense. the way, 99
4: cents for 26 books, not just yeah. one book, it's 26 mm-hmm. Yes, I know, know, and I do have
1: the cover, it's on the show page, it's also, I put it on Facebook and, uh, you know, it's on our page on the World of Ink for the Blog Talk radio show, it's uh, BlushingBooks.com, you know, so you can go in and see, I mean, because it is a very, very good site and you'll see, you'll probably see a lot of authors that you might recognize because there's a lot of authors, you have like 350 authors or, it's a lot,
2: that's and and the, this box set is um, we have one New York Times best-selling author Annabelle Joseph is in the set, and I think we have. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe seven USA Today best-selling authors great. in the set. <laughs> That's great. Eight. Okay. Yes, this uh, is really this good. Is, uh, now, does anybody
1: before we like end the show? Does anybody want right. to ask anybody any questions? You Wait, know, pause, or anything to well, Wait, hold on, say. Marcia?
3: Marsha, yeah. I'm going to interrupt yeah. because they're at. I know Anna is pining away to do a giveaway.
1: Oh, okay, good.
2: I, I probably should have announced this at the beginning. I do have a giveaway. Um, <laughs> anybody that's listening to the show tonight, if you are not a blushing book, uh, a current blushing book subscriber to our newsletter, if you text the word blushing, easy to remember, blushing <laughs> to 22828. All you have to do is text blushing to the number, 22828, and we are just going to pick uh, from the next two to three hours. Anybody that signs up for our newsletter in the next two to three hours will have an opportunity to to win a $25 gift certificate to Blushing Books. So we're oh, that's going to great. So sign up and... One person who signs up in the next two to three hours will give you time to get in, but it's instant. I mean, if you text that, you will instantly be signed up. You just have to. You'll get a response back on your phone, and then you just send in your um, your email address. And it sounds um, good. then once you do that, when the when the uh, pre-order goes up for uh, on, Hero Undercover, and then when the book goes live, you'll get it in your newsletter. So so you'll uh, it'll be easy to get the book. So anyway, anybody I'll, I'll else have anything to say? I can't time. you
1: know usually my chat room is open. I can't. you know, I haven't been able to open it if so I don't have any idea about the chat room. But I thought it doesn't matter matter because we have enough chatting as it is. We have enough people on the show we don't have to worry about chatting. But um uh, you know, uh I sometimes I see if people are there. I can't see if there's any questions from anybody today, so I am sorry, but you know, um After all these years of doing shows, you know, sometimes black talk, we can't always have all the programs. It depends on the weather in certain places. So I'm happy as long as we're on the air, I don't care. (laughs) And this will be archived. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's in, and it'll be on, you know, the World of Inc. sites. It's on my Marsha Casper Cook site, you know, and uh, they can always listen to the show. That's where we do better, you know, a lot of times because it's archived forever. It's archived forever. I think like some of the shows I did with Red River, they're still out there. So, um I think that that's um, you know so you don't have to worry it's on there you know it's so people will be hearing it and you can use any of the you can use this your link to put on your you know your pages if you want to you know use for the book so um, that's what we do so for the last moment anybody so I really have had a good time talking to all of you because I didn't really know you and I think this is um, a great intro- introduction to Blushing Books so anybody else before we hang up. Piper, anything? Well, thank you for yeah.
4: having us. Yeah. It's oh, a you're
1: guy. welcome. Anytime. Thank you, Anytime. Yeah. This is good. Oh, and I should say we are having a show next week. Piper, are you on it next week?
3: Absolutely. And and we might be making yeah. a fun announcement, right, Miss Marcia? Oh.
1: Yes, we might. <laughs> we might. We could. Do you want to?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's about time. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. announce Go what ahead. you and I have been talking about. Go ahead. No, we'll do it then. That's fine. Oh, you'll
1: do it then? We'll do it then. I don't <laughs> like to wait for things. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Now, I'm the kind of well, person that, that, that before draws before somebody's birthday, I give them the gift beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> no, that means okay, you have wait. to
3: tune in on June 8th when and yeah. Maggie's going to be on there with me, and there will be kind of a fun announcement too on that show. So please, okay, join and then, us then we also
1: have we have uh, another we have a gentleman on the show. Yes, oh, yes. You want to say That's who wonderful. it is? Yeah? No, you had. It's your show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we're gonna have a man on the show. Anyway, no, it's gonna be a great great show and um that is next Thursday, which really isn't my day, but uh we changed it so we can have the show today. Um my show's usually on Tuesday, but uh for those of you that know me, sometimes it's in the afternoon, sometimes it's at night or you know, um this is my personality. I think I have a flaw. Personality, where we're not always sure, but I, you know, I just keep doing the shows. So thank you all for coming on, and uh, it's really been great meeting you, Bethany. I wish all you luck with this book, and um, I will post things for this book so everybody will be able to, you know, hear about it. And it, it sounds like it's going to be a big seller for you, so I think this is good. But well, we're
2: excited, and thank, thank you
1: so you much are. for hosting us tonight. And, and you're all welcome. Thank to you come very on much. All right. Thank you very much. Thank Good night, like everybody. That. And I'll be on and next time. Thank Monday. you. Thank you. Bye bye. Good night. Bye bye. Good night. Bye bye. Bye.